Welcome to REI Spotlight. Your host, David Schwan. This is episode six with Alina Trigob with Samo Capital. Good evening, Alina. Hi, David. Thank you for having me on your thank, show. Thank, thank you for being our guest this, this evening. And um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Alina Trigup. Um, I'm the founder and managing partner of Samo Financial. Uh, Samo is a boutique private equity firm specializing in helping select group of people to passively invest in commercial real estate. Um, I live by uh, a motto that was articulated well by Warren Buffett, which states that someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Um, I host two meetups, uh, one is in New York, one is in New Jersey, both are called The Power of Passive Investing Through Real Estate, um, just have a different state attached to them. Um, in addition to that, I offer educational webinars in collaboration with various administrators of the self-directed IRA companies. Um, the topics revolve around aspects of getting started investing in syndications by using uh, funds in either self-directed retirement plans or in solo 401k. I have also helped my clients to um, acquire and invest in over 1,200 apartment units, over 500 storage units, and um, in a 10 million fund on mobile home parks. Sounds like you have a uh, have a lot going on there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, how did you? Uh, how did you go about starting the meetups? What? Uh, what? This, what drove you to that decision? And 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 how? Uh, how much? How much trouble and how much work was it into uh, getting the the, the meetup started? Uh, I I noticed that as I was um, um, networking and going to other events, I noticed that there is a deficit of events uh, that cover commercial real estate. Most of the meetups in my area, at least, are uh, all about around single families or fix and flips, wholesalers, and there are very few that uh, cover commercial real estate or multifamily specifically, and I, I wanted to change that. And also, um, as I was getting more and more involved in syndications, um, I also noticed that there are fewer even fewer meetups that uh, share the information about syndications or how to be a passive investor. And that's how I came up with the name of my meetups, The Power of Passive Investing, and uh, started spreading the word. So initially I started the meetup um, in New Jersey where, where I live. And then since New York City is right over the bridge, um, I figured I should spread the word uh, over the bridge and start one in New York as well. So I started another meetup in New York and uh, just, you know, basically started sharing information, inviting people over. Um, we we do everything from pure networking events to having the presenters with Q&A and then more networking. So it's all about educating others, connecting people and, you know, making sure that they partnership happens where it makes sense and making sure that people are getting value from coming to our meetups. Awesome. Awesome. That just, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the meetup path and the education piece, um, I've realized, uh, 
along the same lines that uh, in my area that the, uh, the the amount of education on the uh, on the passive investor side is is definitely lacking. Uh, that was kind of my, uh, my my reasoning for asking that question. That was a little bit personal. Of uh, I, I just want to learn how uh, how you did it. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot of hard work, especially um, if you want to have presenters coming and if you want to um, attract the audience in, because they will only come if you have interesting uh, and engaging presenters. So um, every time I invite someone over, um, I I need to make sure that the presenter uh, will be interacting with the audience and uh, you know they will not fall asleep more or less. So I, I try to. Um, have a conversation ahead of time to make sure that uh, they transform a boring topic into something uh, more colorful. Like, you know, um, I had some folks that represent, uh, let's say, accounting or legal profession, and you know how those people talk. Um, it can easily put someone into sleep if they start using accounting or legal uh, language. So um, I had to talk to my presenters and just gently explain to them that, hey, let's do it interactive, engaging, let's ask questions, and let's try to use uh, somewhat of a human language so um, the audience can engage. Yeah, re remember you're not talking to a room for full of lawyers or accountants. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't 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 use accountant speak around you know lay layman's because you know it, they may understand it, but you know there's probably part of your audience that's gone. Look, if I wanted to be an accountant, I would have went to school for it. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so what uh, what projects are you currently working on? So um, one of the projects that I'm, I'm working on is a multifamily apartment complex in Dallas, Texas. Um, it's it, it's a, a large value add opportunity where uh, the markets, the rents are far below the market. So we're, we're gonna up the rents. Uh, we're also gonna reposition the units. Uh, there are certain components of the units that um, require renovations, as well as do some touch-ups outside uh, to make sure that the uh, property outside looks um, a lot more attractive and, and you know, attracts potential tenants in. Um, are most of your projects in Dallas, or, or are you kind of spread out, or...? Uh, no, we, we're nationwide. No, we, we look for opportunities uh, nationwide, and uh, you know we, we work with different partners. Um, um, as long as we know that you know the, the partners have uh, a successful track record and the opportunities they bring um, are um, uh, solid. Uh, well, solid opportunities and also conservative and fit the profile of uh, the interest of our investors, then we would go for such opportunities. Awesome, awesome. Um, digging, digging back into, how many, how many units is that one in, uh, in Dallas? It's uh, 208. Um, and you, uh, from your inter introduction, you, you said that you are, it sounds like you're, you're very diverse across, uh, you know, multiple platforms in, in commercial real estate. Um, 
for your personal self, do you have one asset class? I mean, I, I know the, the diversity and we all like being diverse, but is there a particular asset class out of those that you like more than, than another, or you just kind of, as long as the deal works, uh, that's what we're, that's what we're all about is just making sure it's, it's good, favorable deals. Yep. No, fair question. So the way I approach this is uh, initially when I started investing, I started with multifamily. And that's because just like for most people, it fits close to home. Uh, majority of us have at some point in love, life lived in an apartment complex, including myself. So I know what it's like to live in an apartment complex. And that's why, uh, you know, I, I understood multifamily as an asset class really well and I, I knew how to analyze it and that's why um, I started investing in, in multifamily but um, over time as I was working with more and more investors um, and they've been asking me um, for other asset classes I, I realized they need to diversify further so I started doing the research and um, came across a, a deal sponsor with a storage opportunity and after doing some research I realized that you know it's a pretty safe asset class and it, it does really well uh, during the downturn since a lot of people decide to downsize and they need to store their belongings when they're moving from let's say um a house to um an apartment or you know if the kids are moving out and you know still want to store their belongings when while they're going to college and parents are moving into a smaller place then you know they start using storage thinking that they'll use it for maybe a couple of years and end up um, living stuff in a storage for many more years so it's one of those asset classes uh, where it's easy to raise rents not just once but uh, even twice a year um, because you know while 10% um, in multifamily may be a significant amount 10% in storage is quite small and it's not going to be impactful in the way where uh, the tenants will decide to move their st stuff out just for extra um, five to ten percent which again is insignificant in storage and that's why uh, they they keep it in storages for a very long time and it makes it an attractive asset class uh, because number one tenants don't bother you much and number two uh, there is no plumbing involved so again tenants don't bother you at all for any plumbing issues and that helps to significantly reduce uh, the expenses. So the expenses are very, very minimal um, on the storage side. And in a similar fashion, um, after we added a uh, storage investment or portfolio um, and after doing additional research, uh, the mobile home park opportunity came around. And you know, after doing the research, we realized that um, that's another asset class that does really well during recession um, it, again a, a lot of folks try to find um, a place to live uh, that's affordable and in the areas where the rents are pretty high such as for instance Arizona um, you know for people that have kids uh, while they want some kids to go to school they cannot afford um, renting uh, high-end apartments so finding mobile homes 
that are in really good shape and in really good neighborhood and very affordable um, is uh, a, a great idea for someone who has a family or even retirees that retired and no longer need large space, just want to live um, in a nice community amongst nice people. So these uh, newer mobile home parks make an, an attractive asset class from that perspective and it, while attracting the, the right kind of uh, tenants into it. So we added that and we're always researching more um, commercial asset classes to see what other asset classes can be added uh, to portfolio for our investors. Yeah, sounds sounds like you're very, very well diversified and across, you know, quite a few different asset classes. And it just uh, seems like you have a very, very favorable mix and, and you know, a very robust mix, um, you know, just to just overall. Um, I like the I, I like the diversification. Um, I, I'm starting to study more and more both of those asset classes. Uh, I'm not as well versed in those as I am multifamily, but they, I definitely see the, uh, the points of, uh, you know, the, 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 the positives of being in those asset classes. Absolutely. And like you said, David, it's uh, one step at a time. So you're, you're very well versed in multifamily as of right now. So when you get to the point where you want to add um, another asset class to your portfolio, uh, all you need to do is just start researching and reading about it and evaluating properties. And um, once you get a handle on it, uh, you'll be able to take action in no time and by um, another asset class and added to a portfolio. Um, do you have a favorite deal that you've done? Um, in any asset class? Yeah, which, which whichever asset class, anything creative or just really, really, you know, a, a deal that you go, I just love that deal. Yeah, uh, it, it was a multifamily that we did uh, uh, last year, close to the end of last year. Um, it was, again, um, a value-add deal that came to our partners off-market, and it, it came because of the extensive networking that our partners were doing. Um, I, I don't recall how many units, but uh, you know, it was rather large, several hundred um, units multifamily portfolio and the the asset was um, a B class asset in a um, A to A minus type of area so it, it was very very attractive and you know um, while uh, th there is some work that uh, we're doing on that uh, specific property the work basically requires um, renovating kitchens um, and doing some light work um, around the outside of the property, like uh, installing a pet park, uh, installing a playground for, for the children, and just uh, up updating the parking lot and all of the main amenities. But otherwise, the property is in pretty de decent shape. But uh, because the owner was holding property for a very long time, um, the rents were on the market, so that gave us um, a significant upside of bringing the rents up to the market uh, while doing relatively moderate renovations. So uh, that that project is still work in progress, but it's it's doing really well. 
Sounds like that's a very, very, very good project. Um, what advice would you uh, give somebody that was new in the capital raising space? What What would you say would be your uh, best advice that you could give them? I think it's uh, absolutely a must to get educated first. If someone wants to raise money for a syndication uh, for a specific asset class, uh, they must get educated first on the asset class itself and then um, on all aspects of the syndication. I think it's absolutely critical to understand uh, how the syndications work, um, what does it mean to invest in a particular asset class, and uh, understand the SEC regulations around uh, particular investment whether it's 506b or c or reg a whichever regulation is used for particular investment um, without full understanding of the regulation um, i don't think it's a good idea to start raising capital for that investment agreed agreed 100 uh, percent just trying to give some nuggets out there for the listeners um sure more than happy to <laughs> um as far as um, we, we touched base on the on the capital raisers now on the passive investor side, what would you say is probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that you could give to the passive investor out there that's looking to get into one of these asset classes? Sure, uh, I would say the advice would be pretty much identical. Get educated. Uh, I don't want anyone to start uh, investing with the, um, without having any knowledge as to what they're doing. Uh, even if someone wants to be completely passive and uh, not actively work on real estate, they still need to have um, a good understanding as to what they're investing in, uh, what the projection are, projections are, and uh, what uh, specific uh, terms of the investment in syndication mean uh, prior to investing. So I think it's absolutely critical to get educated um, on the terminology, on the process of how syndication work, uh, what uh, does each specific investment entail, and what should their expectation be prior to investing. So I, I advise the, everyone and you know all of the investors to review multiple deals prior to investing, not just to look at the first deal that comes uh, their way and, and start investing in it. So that definitely review multiple deals prior to start investing. Great, great, great advice. Awesome. Um, what is uh, what is your favorite way of, of giving back? Um, I give back in many ways and uh, I would say, you know, outside of real estate, I always volunteer uh, with many different organizations. I like volunteering with kids organizations where um, uh, I am normally a, a mentor or a teacher. Um, so I, I give uh, students an opportunity to ask questions either about education or uh, career changes or in general career advice. Um, as far as real estate, um, I'm 
quiet, uh, often spending time in bigger pockets and trying to give back to the community by answering questions and giving advice and suggestions to um, uh, investors on bigger pockets. So more than happy. Um, to help out others. When I was starting out initially, I was also using bigger pockets as one of the main tools um, to get educated and to learn how real estate investing works in general. So I try to give back now by um, giving my time and um, my experience and sharing that experience with others who are just starting out in real estate. Thank you. Thank you. That is that is greatly greatly appreciated i've been one of those uh one of those receiving advice on bigger pockets as, as long with uh you know giving advice too so it's uh it, it's that's a that's a fantastic way to to pay it forward you know um or pay it back you know as the case may be on bigger pockets you know just to just to to link up with others and, and grow your network that is uh it's it's such a wonderful platform and it's it's a, a a great way for uh you know for for giving and receiving of information it, it just it, it helps both ways um what uh what is the best way that my listeners can get in contact with you they can reach me through my website which is samofinancial.com or email which is my name alina at samofinancial.com or there is uh, my phone number which is also listed on my website um, i'm also reachable through social media linkedin facebook bigger pockets I'm, I'm available um on all of them and your listeners can find me through any of these networks Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, Elena, I am so glad that you uh, took the time out of your busy schedule to sit down and have a chat with me and, and for my listeners and educate my listeners on uh, what you have going on. Um, I just wanted to thank you and say that we appreciate you and appreciate you spending this time with us. Thank you for having me, David. It's uh, my pleasure to share the knowledge and information with your listeners. And again, I, I appreciate you inviting me over to speak at your show. Thank you and have a good evening.